Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. When we're talking about what we should do is often because we're not actually doing it. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then here's what we're going to do. We're going to put all of these things into one package from frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques that all go under the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day. I put all this thing together for you. Me, that's who. And welcome to the show. Today's topic is should does not matter. Yes, the word should. We got that in quotation marks. S-H-O-U-L-D. That word does not matter. So if you find yourself using it, you just remove that from the sentence that you're saying, and then you got what really matters. So we're going to start removing this word should from your vocabulary. All right. Now, before we get into this, first of all, I tell everybody I have a daily motivation text that I send out for free every single day to everyone who's in my text community. If you would like to be in that community, it's free of charge and you will get this daily motivation every day guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point. Here's all you got to do. Text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation since you're on my list, you'll be getting that text. So that number is down below in the description as well, just in case you need to write it down. Send me a text right now. So the next daily motivation that comes out, you will be on the list to get the very next one. You don't miss any more of them. Now, this topic should is a word that we all tend to use. And this is just the background of why we're talking about this. We tend to use this word when we are assessing either an outsider, meaning assessing something outside of our control, or we are looking at our own areas for improvement. When I'm texting with people every day in my text community, I go through and actually you know, read the text that people send to me every day. I often get people when they tell me what their a current challenge that they're working on, and I ask them, well, what's your plan to address this challenge, do something about it? They start using this word should. Well, I should. Or they'll use something, they might not say the actual word should, but they're saying something that is around the word should, like, I need to work harder, or I should be more disciplined, or I'm going to have to 
be more focused or I have decided that I'm going to focus on myself. All of those are forms of should. Uh, you can put the word should in front of any of those phrases and in front, in front of any of the subjects and you're getting the exact same statement. This is the thing that they know needs to get done, but they're simply not doing it now. They're not doing it yet. So they say, well, I should do it. This is should is basically you're saying all the right things about what needs to be done. But for whatever reason, up to this point, before you made the statement, you had not actually executed on them. You were not actually doing them. I should work harder. I should wake up earlier. I should be more disciplined. I should be getting more done. But often we're not doing it. And we also use should when we're talking about how circumstances could possibly be more in our favor. All right, this should be set up differently so it'd be easier for me to be successful. Today, I'm here to tell you that the word should doesn't really matter. I'm also going to tell you what does matter. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is should does not matter. First of all, definition of the word should is it is used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness. Also used to indicate what is probable. That's the end of the definition. Now, you know the saying. The saying is, I can't hear what you say because your actions are speaking too loudly for me to notice your words. Your actions speak louder than words. So you want to know what somebody's about? Do not watch their mouth, watch their feet so you can see what they're actually doing. Their actions are what really matters, right? When we're talking about what we should do is often because we're not actually doing it. I mean, really think about that. If you're talking about what you should do, there's only one reason you're talking about it because you're not doing it. Because if you were doing it, you wouldn't have to be talking about it, right? You would just be doing it. And then the people who see you doing it, they could talk about it. Or you could answer some questions about it because people just ask you, well, how'd you do it? How'd you get there? What was the process to lead you to taking these actions? But the only time that we're using the word should is when we are using words instead of actions. In place of where actions should be, we're using words. So we start throwing around this word should because it replaces the actions that we are clearly not taking. So the easiest way to shut off should and to ban it from your vocabulary is to stop talking about the stuff that you need to be doing. Unless you're talking about it with someone who is helping you strategize to actually do it. That's the only exception. And we talked about that yesterday, yesterday's episode, why you need to hire yourself a coach. Now, you can talk about the things you should do when you're talking with the coach because that person is going to help you strategize. Okay, these are the things that you know you should be doing. Okay, let's figure out. Let's figure out a plan for actually doing them. And this is what I ask people in my text community. Those of you who listen to the show, you've heard me or you've seen me ask you this question. Okay, you want to do these things? Okay, what's the plan for you actually doing? And I literally ask people that question. What is your plan for actually doing these things? And unfortunately, I often hear different versions of the exact same answer, which is people just talking about quantitative changes. I just need to do more of this, work harder at this, get stronger at this, do better at that. Like we talked about in episodes 22, 28 and 22, 29, quantitative versus qualitative change. Unfortunately, a lot of people, their shoulds only lead to them talking about the quantitative changes they need to make. In other words, do more, do better, go harder. And usually that is not the solution to your problem, because really, if that was a solution to the problem, you would never have a problem in the first place. So what you need is a qualitative change. You need to change an approach, which I've laid this out so many times. So I want to refer you back to episode 2228 and 2229 if you have not listened to them to make sure you don't keep sending yourself on the same hamster wheel of talking about what you should do and then coming up with a, an inaccurate formula for getting to the outcome of solving the problem. Uh, an inaccurate formula usually is something quantitative. Let me just work harder. All right, really? That's really what's going to solve your problem? I don't think so. So easy way to shut off should is do the stuff that you've been talking about, 
go get yourself some help so they can help you figure out how to do it. Because clearly, again, whatever you've been doing ain't working. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why it's 8 billion people on the planet. Stop telling yourself that you would, could, or should do something. All right. What's that actually doing for you? Then you don't have to talk about it anymore because it's done. All right. Because if you're doing it, you don't have to talk about it. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is should does not matter. The word should is a built in excuse. Think about the last time you told yourself what you should do. Like, I should, let me say something that I've said to myself is a built in excuse. I like to go to bed early and I wake up early. But some days I allow, notice my wording here, I allow my work time to spill over into the time that I'm supposed to be using to wind down my day. Right? When I take my evening walk and you know, do all my winding down stuff, like prepare my protein shake and my clothes for the following day. Sometimes I got my work time to spill over into that time, which leads to just everything getting pushed back. Then I end up going to bed a little bit later than I want to go to bed. And then I don't get as much sleep as I want to get. And then my energy is not the way that I want it to be the following morning. And then I say to myself the next day, I should stop allowing this to happen. So I can go to bed earlier. Should is nothing but an excuse that I'm giving myself about the actions that I voluntarily took. Think about the last time you told yourself what you should do, or you lightly admonished yourself, same thing that I just described, but what you should be doing, but you're not currently doing. All you're doing is reminding yourself of that thing, but you didn't do it. All right, the fact that you spoke it out loud or said it to yourself, what it does is it gives you a slight amount of mental and emotional satisfaction that you at least acknowledge the situation. Do you hear what I just said? Let me say that one again. I want to make sure you really cast the significance of this. This is what we do when we start talking about should. When we speak out loud, I should work harder. I should be more motivated. I should go to bed earlier. I should watch what I'm eating. I should be more focused. I should spend more time on this project or program that I'm supposed to be working on. When we talk about it, this is the thing. When you speak out loud something that you should do or could do or would do or a goal that you have, you get a slight amount, not a ton, but a slight amount of emotional satisfaction from saying it simply because the human brain does not recognize the difference between imagination and reality. So when you talk about something, you have to have some kind of visual of it, some idea of it to even say it because your brain has to process it. And when you speak on it, you get a little bit of satisfaction from just talking about it, which lets you off the hook a little bit for actually doing it. You follow what I'm saying? You get a slight amount of satisfaction from just mentally acknowledging it, which is required for you to even say it, because you have to be conscious about what you're saying. Most of the things we say. But does it actually do anything? No, it doesn't do anything. Derek Sivers, in one of his TED Talks, you should look this TED Talk up. His last name is S-I-V-E-R-S. Look this up. He did a TED Talk where he talked about how you should keep your goals to yourself. And one of the things that he said is that what I just described is that when you discuss your goals and your future plans publicly, you get a little bit of satisfaction from the act of talking about them. And you got to remember that your brain doesn't know whether you're imagining something or you're really doing it. So when you talk about something, you get a little bit of achievement energy, satisfaction that you feel just because you talked about it. So yes, acknowledging an issue is better than not acknowledging it. But when you acknowledge something and do nothing about it, you still didn't solve the issue. So the next level is what? Of course, you know, next level is action. So make sure you're not talking yourself into feeling satisfied about a situation that you are still doing nothing about. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic again is should does not matter. Number three, get out of the passive and into the active. All right, this is how you eliminate should because the word should is a passive word because if you're, again, you're talking about something that could be getting done, but it's not getting done. That is a passive activity 
And what we're talking about, or when you're talking about should, you're talking about how a situation could be. You're discussing probability and obligation by definition. But should does not commit you to anything. When you say, well, I should go to that conference. I should uh, wash my car. I should go to the gym. All right, you're not committing yourself to anything. You're not making a commitment. You're just talking about it. So here's what to do instead. Take the word should every time you say it and replace it with a different word. Replace it with the word will. W-I-L-L. Not the proper noun will, like the name William. No, will lowercase. W-I-L-L. Instead of I should go to the gym, now you say I will go to the gym. Instead of I should start my podcast, I will start my podcast. Instead of I should be more disciplined, I will be more disciplined. See, and then you got to follow up each one of these sentences with another sentence, which is, all right, okay, now what's the plan for actually doing it? All right. So you're saying I will go to the gym. All right. How am I going to ensure that's going to happen? What's the plan for actually making that happen? What's the process? This is what I say to people when they text me and tell me what they should do. And they give me some form of should uh, work harder, be more focused, be more disciplined, et cetera, et cetera. I always ask them, okay, what's the plan for doing it? All right. It sounds good. Everything you just said, but I guarantee that you telling me what your biggest challenge is right now is not the first time you thought about this challenge. It's not the first time you even spoke about this challenge. So clearly it's not a new idea to you. So what's the plan for actually doing it? Because see, if the person had a plan, then it wouldn't be a challenge because they'd be addressing it already. Actually, that's not 100% true. They could be in the middle of addressing it and it could still be a challenge. But a lot of times people simply don't have a plan for addressing their issues. That's why they remain issues. That's why they keep having the same issue over and over again. You know what you need to resolve. You know what the issue is, but you can't do anything about it because there's no plan. There's no strategy. There's no process for addressing it. You have the thought of addressing it, but you don't have a plan to address it. You understand the difference? And yeah, there is a big difference between the two. So instead of I should go to the gym, I will. Okay, now what's the plan for actually making sure you get to the gym? I should is simply a thought. And it's okay to think. Thinking is a good idea. But I will is a commitment. And a commitment is even better than thought when it comes to something you want to get done. Now, the next step is the matter of you actually following through on your own commitments and respecting yourself enough to do what you say you're going to do. Notice this is the be, do, have principle, at least the first two steps of it. The B is I will. I will is a future action, but you're making a commitment. That's the being part is the commitment, the mindset. I'm committed to doing this. And then after you take the action that follows the commitment, this is all part of the doing part. Then you get the result, which is whatever happens when you go to the gym or you're more disciplined or you start your podcast. Now, respecting yourself enough to do what you say you will do, that's a whole other issue in itself. But it's a very important thing for you when it comes to commitments, because it's very easy for all of us to respect other people's commitments and respect other people's wishes, especially when working at a job or you're committed to, let's say you tell your child or your significant other or a parent or a boss that we're going to do something. Usually we're pretty good at following through on that. Those of you who are in business, you tell your customers you're going to do something, you better follow through. Otherwise, you're going to run out of money. You're going to run out of customers. But do you have enough respect for yourself to actually follow through on the things you tell yourself you're going to do? That's the next step of this. And this is one of the main reasons why people need coaching, because when you tell yourself you're going to do something, it's very easy for us as human beings to not follow through on our commitments to ourselves. But we are really good at following through on commitments to others. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing for any of us, because all of us are human. This is just human nature. And it applies to me as well as it does to you. This is why you utilize the access that you have to the other 8 billion people on the planet and use them 
to work with your human nature because you will respect the commitment you make to other people sometimes more than you respect the commitment you make to you, which means it's more guaranteed. There is more surety that that thing gets done because you told somebody else than if you just told yourself. Again, human nature. I talked about this in episode 1369. Do you respect yourself? How much respect do you have for yourself and what you tell yourself you're going to do versus how much you give to other people? Now, I would suggest you try to get that respect you have for yourself up. At the same time, utilize your human nature and get other people who can help hold you accountable to the things you say you're going to do. You don't have to do it all on your own. Again, that's why the world is populated with a bunch of people. That's why it's not just you by yourself. Let's recap today's class, which is should does not matter. Should is a word we all tend to use when assessing our areas for improvement. And we say all the stuff that sounds good, work harder, wake up earlier, be more disciplined, but then we're not actually doing it. So let's talk about this. Definition of should, point number one. Definition of should means used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness, used to indicate what is probable. Notice saying that we can't hear what somebody is saying because we are only watching what they're doing and their actions are speaking louder than their words. So when we're talking about what we should do is usually because we're not doing it. Because if you were doing it, you wouldn't have to say, I should work harder. You're already working harder. So if you actually do the things instead of talking about what you would, could, or should do, then you don't have to talk about it anymore because you're actually doing it. Point number two, should is merely a built-in excuse. When you tell yourself that you should do something, you are acknowledging the fact that you haven't actually done it. You're reminding yourself of the thing, but not doing it. And you're giving yourself a little bit of emotional and mental satisfaction because at least you talked about it. This is a kind of a, a mental scientific thing that when we talk about stuff, the brain not knowing the difference between imagination and reality can be tricked into thinking that we actually did it because we talked about it. So remember that the human brain doesn't understand that difference. So it's fine to acknowledge an issue, it's better than not acknowledging it at all, but acknowledge it. At the same time, you need to figure out a plan and a process for actually doing something about it. This is why you get a coach, like I talked about in yesterday's episode. Number three, how do you do that? Get out of the passive mode and into the active mode. Should is a passive word. You're talking about how something could be, the probability, the obligation, but should does not commit you to anything. So here's what you do instead. Replace all your shoulds with will. Instead of I should go to the gym, say I will go to the gym. Instead of I should be more disciplined, say I will be more disciplined. The next step after that is a process or a plan for actually following through on what you said you were going to do. When you say you will, that means you're committing. And when you're committed to something, then you will find a process for actually making it happen if you truly believe it. Now, don't go lying to yourself saying that you will and then not doing it because then all you're going to do is erode any trust that remains that you have for yourself. And when you stop trusting yourself, then you're basically throwing a whole lot of stuff away. And then you're taking yourself to a lower, lower, lower level. Doesn't mean you're irredeemable, but it makes it a lot harder. All right. So make sure you're not doing that. When you put I will in there, the next step is how do I make sure this commitment is real? Go get yourself some help and make sure that you follow through on everything that you said. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation for free every day to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894 and get workonyourgameuniversity.com. Go to, get your phone and go to workonyourgameuniversity.com so you can see I'm working with me directly. You get access to all of my courses. Again, it's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 
305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.